0: I want to get an update on this story because I'm watching this one closely and I think a lot of you are too. Um, one of the initiatives that the Biden White House has decided to tackle is what they call junk fees. Uh, I think most of us think Ticketmaster. And if you go to buy something from Ticketmaster, the service charges that often come with it. I went to see a cancer charity com- comedy night. It was a bunch of comedians putting on a show, a cancer benefit, benefit. And the, and the service charges from Ticketmaster were almost as much as the ticket price. And I thought, really? You don't even take a break for a cancer fundraiser, Ticketmaster. Um, so the pressure is but this is this is the thing that what they the agreement that they came to, as I see it, doesn't necessarily get rid of those fees. It just tells you up front that you're gonna have to pay those fees. I don't know. Uh he had a meeting Biden did at the White House last week, uh, with Ticketmaster, Airbnb, SeatGeek, a bunch of other groups, uh joining the president for a summit on the fees. And the agreement they came to is Something they're calling upfront pricing, like they'll tell you everything. And I think in some cases it makes sense, but in other ones, I don't know if it, if it solves the problem. Let's find out. We're going to chat now with Dean Budnick, who is the editor in chief of Relics, also co-author of Ticket Masters, the rise of the concert industry and how the public got scalped. Dean, thank you for joining us. Appreciate your time today.
1: Sure, I, I, I enjoy talking tickets.
0: <laughs> so let's talk about what happened and what was determined on Thursday, because Biden calls it a war on junk fees. But from everything I've read, the fees aren't going anywhere. Dean, they're still there. They're just going to tell us about it up front. Well,
1: and not only that, it's very, very limited to the 200 venues that Live Nation owns and operates, not the thousands of events uh tens of thousands of events that, that Ticketmaster actually sells tickets to. So it's very, very focused in terms of, of its impact. And as you said, it doesn't it doesn't eliminate <laughs> the fees. It simply shows you what they are up front. Which I do think is helpful. Sure. And, sure. You know, but, but certainly I think doesn't abate the, the the frustration that any number of uh, of fans experience
0: okay so wait a minute i didn't rec- i didn't realize it so ticketmaster coming out and saying upfront pricing that doesn't mean for every venue that's only for a select field, like two hundred across the continent that's nothing that is that is correct Well, here's the thing i mean technically
1: live nation can't dictate policy because all of these venues a- 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 across the continent you know they enter into contracts with Ticketmaster. And so it's the venues themselves that have to make the change, that have to initiate that. Live Nation can control it when they own or operate the venue, but most venues are not owned and operated by Live Nation. So there's a long way to come, and the one a long way to go. And one other thing that I would point out is, at least at this point, you know, it's voluntary. That's yeah. because, at least in, you know, in, in Congress, in US Congress, th- there are any number of bills that are pending that want to take the initiative and be a little bit more aggressive than I think uh, President Biden is attempting to do here. So they're, they're really, there's, a, there's a long way to go, I think, before people ultimately will feel very satisfied
0: about what's happening. Oh, no question. Absolutely. What about the, uh, the resale sites, if we will? I think a lot of people avoid Ticketmaster if they can. So. I I'm thinking I know SeatGeek was there. I don't know if Sub, StubHub was there or or the other ones that we might use. But SeatGeek says they'll change what they do in terms of upfront pricing. So what what does that mean? Still fees, right? Well, but but listen, yes, no one's getting rid of fees because that's how
1: these companies Operate. And I would point out, by the way, that's also how the venues operate. Most of the fees that people pay for an event that takes place at a given venue actually go to the venue. They don't go to Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster and the venue share in those fees. So, you know, a Ticketmaster certainly can take some blame and should take some blame for this. But certainly it's not the only entity that should be singled out in a given instance.
0: Um, some of the other ones I think were a little a little better, like when we talk about like resort fees for hotels. Okay, that's really good because we've all experienced that, especially if you go to Vegas, right? You go to Vegas and you think you're paying 100 bucks a night and you show up and the guy says, oh, no, there's an extra $45 a night resort fee. Didn't you know about that? So, I mean, that one, I think that when you talk about upfront pricing there, there are some instances where the upfront will really make a big difference.
1: Listen, it's great to know what 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 tickets are going to cost. I I think, frankly, especially on the secondary market, like you mentioned, if you go to SeatGeek, if you go to StubHub. I would point out, though, by the way, uh, SeatGeek, they also sell, they're also a primary ticketer for a limited number of venues in North America. So SeatGeek was referring specifically to the primary tickets that it was selling, not necessarily to all of the resale that's going on. On, on, on its site, but yeah, listen, the, the the fees on StubHub are very, very high. There are some other sites, one, that one can go to that will generate that information for you uh, before you make a purchase, but it's not so easy to figure it out when you're at SeatGeek, when you're at StubHub, when you're on the Ticketmaster resale marketplace as well, where a number of tickets find themselves for the secondary market. It, it's really, really confusing and confounding. And I think at least, again, this doesn't solve the larger issue. I think consumers would like to at least know what the end, you know, what the end total is going to be when they attempt to buy a ticket to an event.
0: So, Dean, is there an answer? Because like you say, I mean, we've got the breakup Ticketmaster Coalition. They think we need more competition. Well, I mean, you have just rattled off StubHub and SeatGeek and we've got Ticketmaster. We've got Ticketmaster Resale. I mean, there are other outlets. If they all do the same thing, what's the solution? Can we actually mandate these companies can only charge a certain amount in terms of like, what's the solution or is there one?
1: Well, I I do think the solution it turns on to what extent how active does the government want to be, whether you know in Canada or in the United States. I think there are two things that might at least advance the ball. Number one, limit percentage-wise, right the fees allow people to to make a profit, just not a gross profit on any of things, both on the primary market and the secondary market. The other thing that I would that I would say is that. Ticketmaster, when it gets a, when it secures a contract with a venue, the way that it does that is it offers that venue a signing bonus and an advance against fees and then in exchange for the exclusive right to be the ticketer for that venue. Now, in in the U.K. in particular, you don't have one company that's the exclusive ticketer to an event. And when you have companies vying for contracts, the way that they're going to get the contracts with the venues is by advancing more money, by offering larger bonuses, and ultimately all the bonuses and those fees, those are paid for. By concertgoers, by ticket by ticket buyers, and that's where the problem is. So if you could end exclusivity of ticketing contracts, again, it's a public policy question. Does the government want to intervene in right. these cases? Yep. Then, with that decision, t- ticket fees logically would, would, would go down because there's not all this advanced
0: money that has to be recouped. Yeah, I think you're right. That's what it comes into. How much intervention in what should be a free market do we want to have here? And I think at this point, a lot of people would say a lot, but you're right. It is a slippery slope. Uh, Dean, thank you for your time. I appreciate you being here.